You are listening to Everyday Enlightenment. I'm your host, Trisha Martin-Owen, and today we're going to be exploring the Me Too movement that's happening right now. What this means for the feminine emerging and gaining a little bit more of a spiritual perspective on what's currently happening all around us, culturally, energetically. It's actually pretty exciting. Welcome. The question has been posed to me a couple times. What is going on that all of a sudden, culturally and right in the forefront of the news and uh, conversations at home and on the street, that we are finally discussing things that have been buried deep because there was a lack of empowerment or feeling like we as women could change the landscape of how we are treated in this way. The Me Too movement has been so exciting in a lot of ways. Um, of course, if you there's a couple lenses you could take with it. You can look at it as sad. I mean, it it, it it kind of is in a way that so many women are hashtagging this. They're putting it out there, social media, they're talking about it with their girlfriends, with um, each other. And what does that mean on a grander scale? It means that we as culture as humanity have the the scales have been really tipped in one way for so long that as this movement is gaining momentum and more and more traction it's a way of claiming power back to a disenfranchised group which is half the population in one conversation that i had where i expressed how proud I was of all of these women coming forward and how for many it is an act of huge courage to voice this, to speak this, to say what's been going on for them, not much less to recognize it, that this has happened to them. Because often as women, and I'm sure that there are men out there too, where you go through something where that is so uncomfortable or that is, you know it's not right, especially when you're younger. But there's nothing you could have done about it at the time, perhaps, or um, it was it felt so shameful that you just buried it and you forgot about it. And I think that if most of us look hard enough um, there is a me too in all of our lives, whether or not we experienced it or we know of someone who has experienced it. And the, I think another thing that, uh, we get hung up on is the, the degree of severity, which at this point, another reason that I'm so excited that this movement is gaining traction is that it doesn't matter the degree of severity. It doesn't matter if it was violent or if it was very subtle and manipulative. 
an older man and a very young girl. You know, it doesn't matter. Or an older woman and a young boy. Uh, it's a, a that can all the, these implement implications all have their place and. As someone who has experienced a me too myself, this is exciting because part of the process of being a victim is claiming your power back. And it's a lesson. It's just one of these things that we can take in and look at and learn from. And that can look in that can look like a lot of different ways. I think for many of the women out there who are claiming me too in social media and with each other just that simple act of stating that, of writing hashtag me too, having a conversation with another person, mentioning it, or going into detail about it. Just that very action, the use of the voice, is an action of reclaiming your power. Our voices, our, they are so they are the epicenter of our power center. I mean, a lot of times in like um, in other traditions or other circles, you'll hear the solar plexus, you'll hear about the heart. And these are all, yes, they're all hugely powerful when you are needing um, information, discernment, intuition. But the voice is its own degree of power and it's the power that creates our world around us it is what gives us space it is what helps us manifest um, what we need and what we desire in the physical world around us the voice is hugely important and so often I see, as well as have experienced for myself, is that we censor ourselves so much and we basically have blocked our voices from stating what is true for us, what is real for us, what we need, or we often think that we are stating what we need and what is true for us when we're not. And that's a whole other level of um, misusing the voice because our internal integrity, our truth, is out of alignment with the choices that we are making in the physical Whenever someone's power has been taken away from them in an instance or a situation, 
In order for deep healing to either begin or complete itself, it always starts with claiming. And claiming begins with our voice. And what these women are doing, they are claiming something. And for many of them, that could be enough. And claiming is an action. It is a doing. A lot of times we hear, we, we think about being or um, having, the feminine is often portrayed as um, a more passive being instead of a doing. And traditionally, yes, this is true. However, um, the feminine also has a huge force behind it. That is unlike the masculine, but there is action in it. And so as these women are claiming their power back, that could in it of itself be enough for them. But what I think is going on on a larger scale is Pandora's box has been opened and women are tired of it. They've had enough of being um, objectified and um, treated a less than an equal in a lot of ways. Um, my teacher once told me, you know, we look at the, if you look, sometimes when we look at the animal kingdom, there can be some really beautiful um, metaphors and parallels between our own lives. And if you look at a pair of giraffes, or a pair of reindeer, or a pair of um, horses, or, I mean, take your pick. All, all the animals in the animal kingdom definitely have their own cultures as well. But within the animal kingdom, there isn't necessarily this power over me- the, between the men, the male and the female. There's some power dynamics, sure, within um, other aspects. But when it comes to the male and the female, they all have their place and they all have their roles. And within our human culture, this has been lost a little bit. Or a lot of it in some cases. I mean, in some cultures, women are... Um, very much so less than. And they don't have the same rights and they don't have the same ability to live as full a life as they can imagine, which is quickly changing. And I think the Me Too movement is very much so engaging this dialogue But beyond dialogue, what are some other ways that having experienced a Me Too, we can reclaim our power fully, even more fully? And this is a question to be sat with. My own Me Too experience happened with a massage therapist. It wasn't pleasant, to say the least. Um, And... In fact, it was someone that myself and several other women through referrals knew, and we were all seeing. 
after the incident, I went home and I emailed several of my friends uh, who I knew were also seeing him saying, this is what happened to me. I suggest not going back to see this guy. And um, what ensued from there was very interesting. I got back one or two emails saying, oh, I've heard he's doing this to other women outside of our, you know, several, several of us who knew each other. And, um, yeah, we definitely need to let people know. So that inspired me to write an email and I sent it to just whoever I, I knew was going there and asked them to forward it to anyone that they knew who was seeing this particular massage therapist. And, um, turns out there are a lot of women or several, I mean, more than we even knew about who he was engaging in, um, very, very inappropriate behavior with as a client therapist, um, massage therapists, they're trained that when, or acupuncturists or anyone who has been doing body work, when someone lays down on a table, there is immediately a power dynamic there. So beyond that, um, I realized, oh my God, this man is um, doing this. He's doing it to many women. Let's, um, we're going to file a lawsuit against him. And again, I sent out an email and I um, asked it to be forward and to anyone else who wanted to um, come forward and claim what's going on for them and um, help find a way to stop this man from continuing to uh, abuse women. Um, and what was really interesting about this process was that, I kid you not, most of the women who he was abusing would not come forward. It was from what I heard through the grapevine, because it was, it became like a thing of, oh, I'm a friend of a friend of a friend, acquaintances, this and that, uh, was that it was too scary. And nothing will come of it anyway. Already being defeated. Well, that's when I knew this guy definitely needed to be stopped. And I went forward and I had um, four other women with me who came forward out of a large group who did not. And we were able to, um, he went to jail. He went to federal prison. He lost his massage license there. Um, massage therapy license. He was also a, a teacher in a college and he lost his teaching license. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, it, he will never hurt another woman like that again, at least not under the guise of a healer. And that, at the time, I was conflicted about, you know, oh my gosh, this seems very harsh. This seems very, I mean, this guy's life is going to be ruined. He's going to have a felony on his record. He's not going to have any kind of employment because both of his degrees, if you will, are being negated. Um, how's he going to, you know, what's his family going to do? Because he had two children and I mean the whole, whole nine yards. There's a, there was some guilt on my part, but this was almost 10 years ago. And today I look at it as this needed to end. This abuse needed to end. And it also was a way of, I was claiming my power back, but I was also extending that invitation for others to do the same, to do the same. And so my experience of Me Too, I am, I got resolution. I got big resolution. Therefore, it's, it's not a pleasant memory. It's not something that I dwell on, and it's not something that I, um, you know, it's not something that I'm conscious with all the time because it's healed. It's, there, is, there was a full circle with being a victim and finding empowerment through the action of stopping this perpetrator from hurting future women. So if you have a Me Too experience and you have come forward with a hash, even just a hashtag, I applaud you. It takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of courage to voice that. And if that was enough for you, oh my God, you are lucky. That is wonderful. And how amazing. But if it's not enough for you, perhaps sit with the question, how, what else can I do? What else do I need to claim my power? back from this situation, this thing that happened in my history that wasn't okay. I didn't like it, no matter how small or big. What can I do? For some women, it's um, when they were 13 and, you know, strange Uncle Al would come over and tickle you. <laughs> I've heard that story a couple times, actually. Or you go over to your friend's house as a, you know, preteen or a teenager, and the, her dad would just 
Google you, just look you up and down. I mean, these are pretty disgusting. But uh, when we think about rape and we think about Me Too experiences, they're not on the violent end of the spectrum. What I'm trying to get here at is there's... The degrees don't matter. So take a moment with your own Me Too experience. Try to move past that, oh, it wasn't that big a deal, you know. Um, because that can censor your voice. It can censor tapping into your truth and what you actually need so that you can then, in this case, heal so that your life in the present can be fuller. You've claimed a part of yourself back that you lost because you believed that there was nothing you could do about it or there was nothing anyone else could do about it. Just some ideas. If you have a daughter or a son, perhaps starting to talk to them about it. This, this conversation might take on a little bit of a different flavor depending on if you're speaking to your son or your daughter. With your daughter, you may want to bring to her awareness what may happen out in the world or something that maybe happened to you that was uncomfortable for you if she's old enough and some of the things that if that were so, ever to happen to her, what could she do about it? Who could she go talk to? What are some of the actions that could be taken where your son it might sound a little bit more like talking about inappropriate um, behaviors and uh, the respect of women and the respect of other people in general um, it I think having these conversations with young people is well worthwhile and for yourself um, if it's something that happened so long ago and it was fairly minor because, you know, but it's still there and it's still uncomfortable, perhaps it's stating it, um, becoming involved with youth today in some way or another. Uh, there's, there's tons of different ways to take action to reclaim your power if you've had a Me Too experience. It doesn't have to be as as um, huge as putting someone in jail, although it could. And it might be something to think about. But just thinking about for yourself what would be most healing. Thank you for being with me today as we talk about these huge cultural shifts that are going on and the spiritual implications of half of the population claiming back their power. 
as we all continue to reclaim ourselves, to reclaim the power of who we are, it doesn't necessarily take on a very pleasant route. I mean, seeing all these people who are hashtagging Me Too, who have Me Too um, experiences, it's, it's not something that we wish for and that we want, and yet here it is. And so what does that mean? And it means that healing is occurring. You have to recognize something before you can heal it. If it stays unrecognized, it stays buried in the unconscious. And spiritually, what's happening on a global scale is things are really starting to surface from the unconscious to the subconscious and from the subconscious into the conscious. And as this happens, we're seeing more and more people who are recognizing so that they can choose to move forward in their healing process. This looks very different for everybody. And sometimes they choose not to. But it will come back up for them. It's all as it's meant to be. If you are interested in learning how to claim back your power on a deeper level, individually, I'm working on creating a self-mastery course for online. Here we'll be diving into some really basic ways to come home to ourselves, to not believe that we are our thoughts and our feelings, but to recognize and know who we truly are so that we can go forward in the world and make the choices that we know are true for us, standing in our integrity. I'll keep you posted about that, though. Thank you again. I appreciate each and every one of you. The work you're doing is so important. Have a great weekend, and until next time, namaste. Namaste.